deflection from Tanner. Oh, it's unbelievable, really. Uh, this is really good for me and my family to actually to take a big step in my career and make an MLS debut. It's incredible. It was seen, like as you saw it. You know, we had to fly. It was a tough game. We fight all the way uh, to the end, and then we came with the points, which I'm very excited to actually get a point and then we clinch the playoff. Yeah. All right. Well, that was uh, Bernard Camungo after making his uh, FC Dallas uh, debut uh, w in that San Jose Earthquakes game. Welcome, everybody, to Big D After Dark. Just two of us tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Nathan uh, J Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. And next to me is my buddy, Jose Carmona, at El Chico Carmona. And so What's up, everybody? Hey, I know there's a Cowboys game going on. Some of y'all folks are watching that, but some of y'all don't want to talk about the Cowboys. Maybe you're going to jump in here on the stream and pepper us with your questions and comments. We missed last week because of some illness, uh, but we are we're back. We're back and 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 uh, looking forward to these final two games of FC Dallas this season of Major League Soccer and then to postseason action because that's the big headline, regardless of. United States, United States men's national team news and of North Texas SC losing in their playoff match. The good news is FC Dallas went to San Jose, gutted out, missing some guys, but gutted out a 1-1 draw there. Uh, you wished you had a little bit more, a few more points coming away from that match, but you take it in the sense that some other results went their way and FC Dallas has officially clinched their playoff spot and... You know, you take away points wherever you, you can get them in this league. So we just uh, say congratulations to FC Dallas, to that locker room, especially after oh, yeah. missing last season. Um, so you saw Haider Obreon's uh, uh, kick, uh, his, his shot there, a little deflected thing. You just take them, you take them where you can get them at this point in the season. And FC Dallas still has plenty of left to play for and to shore up a home playoff match in the coming games. So let's just start there before we hit some other other topics and talk some North Texas and stuff tonight. But let's just start with that. Like, you know, Jose, you know, FC Dallas it wasn't pretty, uh, but they but they got a draw. They got a draw on the road, uh, and they secured their playoff spot. And yeah, and I, I, th I think had they not been down to 10 men, uh It'd be a disappointing result, but honestly, one-one down to ten men, you, you got to take that as a good result. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, being being a man down. So, yeah, I'm, I I think I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, clinching the playoffs now, we that part of us tech, of FCD fans can stop worrying about are we going to make the playoffs or not. We're back, and now we're on to positioning. You know, uh, securing hopefully a home spot which they could do as early as this weekend so this you know upcoming weekend it is so yeah i i think we're all fired up about that yeah and this in this match you just take all of those factors together alan velasco still rehabbing from an injury and hopefully he'll be ready to go i i hope this weekend but we may not hold our breath yet uh paul Ariola obviously now is not going to be available this weekend. He's been with the United States men's national team, but that unnecessary red card. Um, I, I watched the instant replay of it today, and 
and I agree. You know, it was, it was a red, and it was just a dumb move, and I don't know what he was thinking. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, it happens. Maybe it happens uh, in the in the middle of the of the match. You know, sometimes your emotions get the best of you, and you do reckless stuff. You know, we don't know. You know, if there was a lot of back and forth on the field and whatnot, and sometimes you know that your opponents they know you. They 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 want to egg you on. They want you to lose a little control, and it happens. You know. But at least it happened now, and and uh, not later. You know, not not at the end of the season. You know, so that can get be done and out of the way in time for the playoffs. And all of this just creates that opportunity as we we open the show with a quote there from Bernard Camungo, um, who uh, you know made his professional FC Dallas debut uh, with with the with the team. And now he may even start with North Texas out of the playoffs this weekend. You know, he he, he may not start, but he may get some minutes at least, uh, which is a good thing for him. Um, and the team desperately needs another attacker right now. With and that, I mean, that would be huge if if they trust him enough to to start him. Uh, he's definitely a difference maker, and and I mean, it's not going to hurt you any um, to give minutes before before the. Uh, you know, playoffs roll around. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think we're, it's going to be curious to see how many other people get minutes. I'm curious to see how many North Texas guys, uh, because you remember Parker's now can come back now to the team. Your favorite uh, player Bartlett can return to the team. I mean, there there's uh and of course there's the rumor that Mulatto got signed. So, who knows? I'm curious to see if any North Texas guys will make the 18. And uh, of course, I think I think we all expect Bernard to get minutes. The question is, do they bring him off the bench? Do they give him a start? Um, yeah, I, I hope he, I hope he gets a start. I'd love to see it. It'd be exciting. I mean, and of course, a lot's gonna. It'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they line up and and what you know what uh, Jesus and and. Uh, how Jesus is available coming out of the United States men's uh, these friendlies and things, which I, I imagine he'll be rested up. I he may not get many many minutes in this game tomorrow night, but uh, it, yeah, it's gonna there's this will be another game management situation where uh, Nico's gonna have to get more out of some of these guys and dig deep, and we may even see El Medcar and some others get a look, you know. But yeah, but definitely, I, I take I mean Hyder Obreon scoring getting a goal, I will. You know, I'll take it. I mean, I'd love for him I think, to. I think we all take it. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen too much of that from him this year, so it, it was a nice, nice thing to see. And you know, game management. You know, with Jesus coming back, Ariola coming back from U.S. Men's National Team play. I mean, just the travel alone. You, you think he's? I think he's probably going to rest them. I, I would be surprised if he starts them. You know, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't start them. Let's put it that way. But but I'm sure the competitors in them, they, you know, if they, at least Jesus, if he can start, he will start. But why chance it? You know, it'll depend on 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 Nico and you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Jesus on the bench. And heads up to our viewers, uh, if you are p- posting in a comment right now, we, we're having some kind of issue with. Uh, it's not showing up here in my software, so I have opened up the chat. So p- feel free to repost if you've posted a question or want to 
want to shift the conversation a little bit and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, get that in uh, to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, uh, FC Dallas is going to have to definitely close out this season digging deep, digging deep into, uh, you know, its bench and, and relying on guys. I mean, we definitely saw Hara getting some more minutes, but, um, and, and we see the downsides that come with that. So it'll just be inter- interesting to see how Nico approaches the match against Colorado in Colorado, knowing that points uh, will really boost that playoff positioning, right? Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing is, you know, if you're looking at it from a distance, you've got Colorado, you've got Sporting Kansas City as your last two games. You're like, oh, yeah, two, two teams that are out of the playoffs, you know, nothing to play for, this should be a walk. Except if you take a closer look and pay good attention to your opponents, Colorado is pretty dang tough at home. They got nine, I believe, nine out of their 16 home matches they've won. And uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, five draws or five losses. Uh, I get my numbers mixed up. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, they're a tough team to beat at home. It's, they, they're miserable on the road, but we're not playing them on the road. They, you know, in that, that high altitude, they put it to good use. It's going to be very tough to come out of there with three points. Uh, it has been for anybody that goes that goes there, and of course, Sporting Kansas City is red hot at the end of the year. <laughs> so, so two games that on yeah. paper said, "Wow, you know," and even in San Jose, that looked like an easy game, and then you're down to ten men, and now it's not so easy. So, yeah, this this will be some very interesting matches that that you know a couple of weeks ago I always said, "Oh yeah, this is going to be a cakewalk." Yeah, and, yeah, Sporting Kansas City in particular, I think yeah, they're, they're going to come out and look to spoil, look to uh, – those guys are playing for pride. They're playing also for next season, and, and Coach Vermees, uh, you know, he's and, – And let's not forget that the Sporting Kansas City FC Dallas matches are always very chippy. Mm-hmm. They are very – I mean, you talk about rivalries – that's a rivalry that's that's always been there. I mean, maybe it's not the biggest of rivalries in MLS, but when you see these teams play, they play like bitter rivals, and you you get a lot of uh, nasty stuff going on on both sides. So yeah, that game should be a rough one, more so than Colorado game, and uh, it, it's it'll be a grind. I mean, but hey, come on, FCD. Mm-hmm. get three out of out of one of these i mean i'd be happy with four points from the last two games i'd, I'd be very happy with that yeah yeah and you know and i think this weekend if you can get points out from colorado uh if you can just find a way you know to to kind of move forward maybe you do then choose to rest some guys in that final weekend you know you, you give give yourself some options and i think that's what coach uh nico and the crew would like to do have some flexibility um, just to let guys continue to rehab. But, you know, hey, uh, there's a lot to play for. It's going to be inter- interesting to see these last two. I mean, I would love six points. I would love for this team just to be going into the playoffs with a ton of momentum, having scored multiple goals, goals in each match. That would be yeah, ideal. I agree with that to a point. But, I mean, really, it comes down to if, if let's say, let's say they win at Colorado. That I'm fairly sure that locks them into their to the fourth spot. And if you have no shot at the third spot, then and and you right. can't drop down to five, 
So, I mean, we'll have to watch the results after, uh, during, you know, the Colorado weekend. And, and it could be that whether we like it or not, that last match may not have any positional meaning in the playoffs. Right. You know, I, I'm not saying, you know, it's not likely going to happen, but you never know if it goes to that, if it goes to that point where then, you know, you may not even try to win that last game. You may simply do what you did with the Tigris game where you basically played a bunch of players that haven't been getting playing time or, or are coming off of injuries and are rusty and get everybody in form. And, and, you know, I think I agree with that. Yeah. The Colorado game result, I think will determine what happens and other results around the league will determine what that sporting Kansas city game looks like. That's good. That's some good stuff. And so, you know, and here's the funny thing, like I've, you know, I, I've I've been watching um, you know professional soccer a, a lot since you know since uh, uh, well it's been a few years since uh, almost since uh, about 2010 or so uh, that I've really gotten into it. And before that, it was very casual. I I always thought the three sub rule was just really stark. It was just really brutal uh, and and a sport that can be very physical. So it, a lot changes too with even that, and, and and I'm hoping that rule sticks around. But hey, yeah, that final game you give some of your guys a run out, and then you just start subbing in three sets of three. You know, you can almost uh, I I don't know what the the current limit is and everything, but I know you can you have three windows to sub in guys, and so uh, yeah, you, I think you could really do some things like that too to just rest guys and 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 you know take the game as it comes, but. It, always thought the three the three sub rule was just so like so english so, so like we're just brutal and you know you're gonna well, have to I mean, gut the, it out the, the people that don't like it are the purists and the traditionalists you know they're like oh it's always been that way you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but honestly i i would hope that they either stick to the five player rule it's a great rule for teams that are very young and have a lot of players that need minutes and it's also a good rule for teams with older players that need to rest a lot to have that those added, you know, and not everybody uses them, but to have them, that'd be great. But if let's say, let's say they do away with it, I would hope that they keep the, the injury clause. Like, Hey, it's a three man rule, but if there's, you know, there's an exception for if you've got somebody that's forced out of the game through injury and you could give them two exceptions. And so you keep the five man substitution rule, in case of injury, you know, you, you got somebody who who suffers, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, yeah, concussion. Concussion. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't, you know, if you lose your goalkeeper to a to concussion, it kind of sucks to be down, you know, not only using your backup goalkeeper, but only have two substitutes left. Right. So I, I would hope that they at least keep the medical exceptions for concussions and for other nasty injuries and say, Hey, you get up to two in, ca in case, you know, that happens and still keep your three. So I would hope that the five stays somehow, uh, even if modified. Well, good stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll come back to this, but let's, let's go ahead and turn our attention to North Texas SC. I, you know, I don't really know that there's a lot to, well, let's, let's talk before we get there. Cause I, cause we can talk for a while about North Texas. Real quickly, we, get, we, we can get Caraway. Yeah, you know, United States men's national team played Japan in a friendly and really looked awful. Um, 
Jesus I got mean, the start, but he you know had a decent opportunity on goal, uh, a header, but the whole team played miserably. My, Not a lot that Jesus ob- could do. My observations on that is they looked very disjointed, and, and the words come out, and I don't know if there's any truth to it, but the word is that the United States didn't even bother watching video on Japan. Mm-hmm. So they didn't scout them. They didn't, They just said, we're going to go out there and do our thing. And they basically went out there against a team that scouted them very well and, and, and played, you know, played like a team where, where I, I, my biggest complaints about the game were uh, two things. One, the midfield is supposed to be our strength and, and, and the midfield played, I mean, they got bossed around. They got outplayed. They made tons of turnovers and while we're all, you know, all our fans are complaining about this defensive player and that defensive player, and some deserve, some not, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you line up on defense. If your midfield keeps cuffing up the ball right. and right. your side of the field, sooner or later, that's going to bite you. And they did it so many times. I, I know the back line did it too, but your strength. Your midfield, they're supposed to be the, 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 the guys that are going to carry your team. Especially in that and, kind of system, too, you know. Yes, yes. And honestly, that's, that's my disappointment. As far as Jesus, I honestly think Jesus was basically given a big disservice with the way the team played in the first half. They, you know, they, they did really – they weren't very aggressive. They kept one of the – to, uh, they kept, uh, uh, was it Vines, our left back? Mm-hmm. They kept him back defensively the entire the entire first half. You, the commentators were like, you know, why isn't he going forward? You know, you're only going forward on the right side. And it, it just, yeah. they played, because they were playing so horribly, they, they, they played very defensively and it didn't give Jesus any favors, uh, do him any favors. In the second half, they were a little more aggressive. You saw Vines going forward more. You got... And I'm like, man, that's what they should have done when Jesus was on the field, not once he was off. So I think mm-hmm. I think the game plan all the way around did not benefit a lot of the players. And and uh, if anyone says this guy played good or that played good, they all played bad. And 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 I think uh, Berhalter deserves the criticism for how that panned out. As as a manager, you need to put your players in a position to succeed, and he did not do that. Mm-hmm. He basically, if if it's true that they didn't bother watching video and this and and and, and of a Japanese opponent that was motivated to to start out good, you know, I have a theory on this, and I don't want to get too, you know, tinfoil hat about it, but. Sometimes managers go out there, and, and, and Japan is a team that's it's going to be in the World Cup. And uh, I believe their next opponent is also in the World Cup, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. You don't want to show your cards. You want to go out there and treat it like a preseason game and run a vanilla offense and vanilla defense. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking that that's what it looked like out there. It looked like, hey, we're not going to – game prep for these guys we're not going to show them what we're capable of go out there we're just going to play our base game work on your position work on your on our basics and 
we don't want to show them what we're capable of because we may have to play these guys if we ever get out of our group. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's that's the vibe I got from that. I mean, you see it, you see it, you know, if you watch other sports, you know, like uh, uh, when you watch the NFL or you watch even in preseason game, uh, you know, in, in MLS or, or, or any others, teams don't play to their full potential in a preseason match because they don't want to show you everything. They don't want to show you the wrinkles. They don't want to show you, you know, and that's the, I'm not saying that that's, this is true. I'm yeah. saying this is my opinion that you got to wonder if Berhalter is basically saying we don't want to show these guys what we're working on. We don't want people to have tape on us saying, hey, look, this is how the U.S. is doing this and that. And that has some value, but at the same time, you don't also got to have a strong locker that's not going to get too down because of some losses going into the World Cup. So that's, I mean, it can go both ways, you know? It can hurt your team yeah. if the team comes in with, you know, dragging their heads. So hopefully, hopefully that's that's what it is. It's just the team basically, or Perhalter being paranoid and not wanting to show his hands to to his <laughs> opponents. It's a thought, you know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a little bit of that in there that Burhalter didn't want these guys. He's like, hey, it's a friendly, you know. It doesn't matter. We want to get guys fit. We want to use this as a chance to. To, to work on some patterns and develop some confidence. I'm not, and... yeah, I'm not trying to discredit Japan. I'm sure that Berhalter didn't expect it to this team to look that bad mm-hmm. and to Japan to right. look that good. So I'm not trying to discredit Japan. I'm just criticizing the United States approach to the match. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm criticizing. I'm not, I think Japan played like a team who was taking the game very seriously. And I think as a manager, that's what you hope to get. I mean, you, you, you want your opponent to bring an eight squad or, or, a, you know, uh, a one B squad. You want them to field a strong team against your team. So your team can get as close to an actual game atmosphere as possible. And, and, uh, you know, Japan did that, man. I absolutely, they, they should schedule these guys more often and friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a quality, quality loss. Yeah. Well, and we'll see how Tuesday night goes. Pepe is supposedly is getting the start. Good, good for him. I know there's a lot of drama on U.S. men's national team Twitter about <laughs> USA and, Twitter is nothing but drama. It's drama, it, but yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who starts. It's 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 yeah, half I'm, the half the fandom will be against him. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, who. let's jump over to North Texas. North North Texas SC uh, yet last night played in their opening round match of the. MLS Next Pro inaugural playoffs, uh, really interesting playoffs because there's only uh, you know uh, eight teams total, uh, four yes. in each conference. So credit to North Texas for being one of the top four teams. So they they had that fourth spot played St. Louis, and what you've said all year long about Jose about St. Louis, uh, it's true that you know, granted North Texas beat just took care of business against St. Louis at home. But St. Louis, when they play their, you know, internationals, their veteran guys, it just really, they're just a school. They have skill. They have quality and experience that, uh, you know, a young <laughs> squad like North Texas doesn't necessarily have. And, and I'll give credit to, like, even, I think Colin Bartlett, I thought uh, he played a good, you know, 50 minutes or so. I think he was all right. He showed, you know, he showed even a little bit of passing range and stuff. But at some point, 
quality just wins out. You can only uh, you know hold off for so long, and and so, Jimmy Moore and goal as well. Borrowed a little stability to the back line, but boy, it just was not North Texas's night. No, and I mean St. Louis, an older team, they can play physical. They basically played the old school, and and I say old school USL League One style of play, which is basically clog up the middle, play defense, force North Texas to to hold possession and and try to break you down and hit him on the counter, hit him on the counter. And how many times St. Louis, you know, get their counter off with two, three straight uh, quick passes and boom, you know, North Texas was constantly yeah. having to to watch out for those counters and eventually eventually St. Louis got through but that has always been the tried and true uh method of defeating North Texas they're such a young club I mean very young I mean the elder elder guy on there is is who is well besides more is uh Blaine Ferry I think maybe I mean it, you know 22 21 Everybody else on that roster is 19, 20. I mean, well, Bartlett, of course, is is, is 25. So, but compared but to his him. but his uh, backline mate was a was an academy kid, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, missing and got, the, North Texas was missing both Carrera and uh, um, actually missing three guys, right? Mulatto, Mulatto, and Mulatto, but Mulatto is the one that really they really missed him. Because I, uh, I know I was very excited to see uh, Scott start, but Scott didn't really wasn't very effective as as a, uh, as the center forward. He's more of a midfielder, attacking midfielder type, from what I've seen him. Uh, so yeah, he struggled out there, and and uh, the other players that they brought in, they all struggled. And Mulatto, when he's out there, he makes. He's he's one of those guys that just needs one or two touches, and he can punish you. And it was just amazing how badly they missed him. I was yeah. I was surprised honestly. I was they, just, I was they were missing hole. that they were missing that final third. Yeah, that fi- that really coming together, and there was a lot of energy out there, but it just didn't. And it made quite... it made it easier for for St. Louis to basically focus on on keeping Kamango and hope and and hope. For as good as he's been, there were some times where you wish he would shoot instead of pass. There was a couple of times where I thought he was in a great position that it's like, wow, it'd be great if you took a shot. Even if it's not yeah. a high-grade shot, yeah. it's better than no shot because North Texas is struggling to get any shots off. And and Hope is a pass-first guy, and, and this is a game where we could have used him a little more you know, shots from him than, than usual. And, so yeah, so like I said, the fact that Mulatto wasn't there, it, it was strikingly shocking how 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 much they missed him. And I'm not saying that St. Louis wouldn't have won. I'm just saying, from a North Texas point of view, it did really. Uh, it was a bigger loss than I anticipated for the, for the team. Uh, Carrera, I mean, you had Mar. I think I think they were fine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's is there's uh, but Mar uh, no, was Nolan, busy. <laughs> Nolan Norris, I mean, I, maybe he would have helped. He's such a talented youngster. Um, there was a couple injuries. I, I what I heard is a couple injuries. Uh, so Amadume wasn't available. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice wasn't available. So I mean, Baker basically was your fourth option mm-hmm. or third option because Norris was gone. Norris was gone. Amadume wasn't available. Nice wasn't available. So Baker was the fourth 
center back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he played good. He played good. I'm not knocking on him. I'm just yeah. pointing out basically that, like you said, North Texas missing players, and that's just the way it works. You know, it's 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 you can't you can't control those things. Well, after the game, I did jump on the call as well as our our, our friend Jack McLean, who you could follow his work at BigDSoccer.com. Uh, you know, Coach Call was very proud of this group, proud of their accomplishments and achievements, and, his, and all the academy players who have made debuts over the course of the season. A lot of young players getting a taste of professional soccer and, and you know, getting that sense of what it means, what, what it will take for them to grow to get to the next level. But he said, you know, uh, he hopes that, like, the story of, like, Bernard Camungo, who's now with the senior team, he hopes there are more stories like that to come. And so gutted for the players, but also proud of those moments as well. And, you know, when I asked him um, kind of, yeah, what's next for this, what team? And, of course, they're going to have some practice. They're going to get back, finish up some things as a team. Uh, but then eventually, you know, those decisions are going to come. And he wouldn't give us any sense of, of what the team might be feeling. And he said some of that's above him with the front office, which makes sense. But still, um you know, I think that'll be a big question is to see, all right, how are they going to construct this roster in season two? Who's going to stick around for another year? Does Hope Avayewu, is he going to be another guy in the mix? Is he working himself out? Ferry, some other guys, are they just ready to move on to the next level? And, I, you know, for me, like the immediate guys are the FC Dallas draft picks. Uh, obviously, Parker, I could see him. He's He still has room to grow at that level, and he grew, he has grown over the course of this season. Um, and and maybe even with an off season has can can break into some senior teams possibility, but Bartlett is the other one that first round draft pick just really. <laughs> and this was a perfect well, game for him. I see, like for forty five minutes, he was like, "Hey, he's 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 well, trying to create some things. He's holding his own." There's a couple of guys, and then he gets I'll, I'll a handball. I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of guys that have now that the season's concluded that have out grown North Texas and should not be with the team next year. And we'll start with the back line. Bartlett. Bartlett, he's either I mean, if he's not good to help L C D then and he's still on the roster, then he's gotta go to a USL USL championship team. Yeah. He shouldn't be with North Texas next year. Parker, same thing. Parker Honestly, uh, I think down the stretch, he looked like he was at a point where he was better than the opposition he was playing against. Uh, maybe that wasn't obvious against St. Louis, but against the average MLS uh, next pro, yeah, Parker is another player who, who needs to be either on a senior roster next year or uh, or in a, at a higher level than MLS next pro. Mm-hmm. So those are the two backline guys that, that I think – are ready to move up um, from the midfield. Blaine Ferry. I, th- I think we're seeing the last days of Blaine Ferry uh, with North Texas. He, he's a player that is too good for North Texas. And if the senior team isn't going to sign him, I don't know if they have him contracted for another year, another year. If they do, I would suspect they're going to do uh, uh, a loan with a buy option for Ferry. That's another player I expect to, to be gone next year. Uh, of course, Kamango's already been signed to the senior team and the rumors that Mulatto has been signed to, mm-hmm. to the senior team. Mm-hmm. So those are five guys that I think are 
too good for North Texas and will be gone, not because they're bad players, but because they should be playing at a higher level, whether it's with FC Dallas or on loan or simply let go so they can find a a better job themselves. Something will happen to those five players. Uh, As far as other players that, that, what about like what about Sante? Like he's he's he hasn't had a so, ton of time with the team. Maybe so, you know a couple months. Sante I like was, what he brings. He he's lucky not to have been sent off though on Sunday night. So Sante is interesting choice. It'll depend on what the what what the coach decided if there was enough time because he's got a buy clause, and and as he, they had a short window, and so his strengths were his physicality. And and uh, and and that just nastiness that that North Texas has been missing, but not having played with the team, it was obvious that he was out of position on several of those St. Louis attacks. So he was very hit and miss, and it'll come down to. Yes, I like some of his intangibles, but at the same time, he he doesn't look like a player that possesses the speed at that level to, to play at the next level. And that's basically what you want in North Texas. You want to find players that show they have potential to yeah. play at, play at a higher level. And I'm not sure that he does. I'm not sure that he has, mm. you know, he's big physical. There's a lot of things he, to like yeah. about him. He brings something his, to the team that the team is lacking, but can they find that somewhere else? Right. The, so he is young enough and it'll come down to what that, I mean, if it's like a hundred K, then you can say, okay, you know, he's only not, he's 19, turning 20. Give him a couple of years for North Texas. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's he's probably just another Jata. Remember Jata mm-hmm. from North Texas? I thought I thought that guy was a beast at the UCL League One level, but he was never going to be good enough for FC Dallas. And that's who he reminds me of on just what I have seen from him. Yeah. Just a nastier version of him. I'm curious. I'd be curious to see. Uh, I do think I will point out that I do expect them to buy Amadume, who they got on loan from Pacific. Okay. Uh, Amadume, uh, not playing against St. Louis was huge loss. He is the backline player that has played the most minutes uh, for North Texas, and I do expect him, as long as it's not an outrageous price, to yeah. get bought and be back and be brought back. But disappointing end of the season, but I, I, I you know, Coach Call, they're going to be making their decisions. I think this model is what we're going to come to expect from North Texas now is that we're going to see a lot of academy guys get minutes, and they're going to come and go based on form, based on just availability and things. Uh, guys are going to get chances to show where they are, uh, and, and that's that's good for the system. That's what academy players need to be yeah, doing, getting I- that kind of experience. I think North Texas as a whole this season was successful or the level of that success will depend on how many players get to the senior team. That's always should be what the team's measured by, not whether they won the title or whatnot. It's how many players did you provide to move up to senior roster? And I think when it's all said and done, it'll be a very successful season for North Texas in that regard. At the same time though, we saw a shift with that, like you said, they FC Dallas realized that North Texas is going to be playing in a lesser league than they were last year, uh, and acted accordingly. They said, "Hey, we're not going to be loaning Surio, Cervania, uh, 
Munjoma who could have used some minutes. They said, no, you know, uh, Ahmed Kahar, they're too good for that level. We're not going to play them at that level. And and I, I've always liked about FC Dallas. They, they said, hey, MLS Next Pro is not USL Championship level. It's basically the next step above the U19s. And that's how they treated it. And and I approve, I applaud it, you know. I, I just hope that they find – they need to find an actual affiliate that is willing to take and, – and I mean willing to take like four or five guys, not one or two, not not like the Tulsa. I like, you know, we'll send you Cervania, we'll send you Jesus. No, I, I mean an affiliate that says, hey, send us five, six of your guys. We'll play them. You know, it'll save our budget as long as you guys pay for their for their money, you know, for their expenses they should try to get that kind of affiliation so that they can guarantee Parker Bartlett, uh, hope maybe, you know, uh, some minutes at a higher level guaranteed before, before you say, okay, now we can determine if you're good enough to be, you know, be ready for FC Dallas. That's, that's that missing the wrong. That yeah. missing wrong in, in the, in the that development letter. Wrong. That missing wrong. Development ladder. Yeah. Ooh. No good, no good. Fifty-nine yard attempt from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, but they're going to the half. They're up. Three. They're up. It's going. ugly game. Uh, <laughs> it's a low scoring game. It's, is that a soccer score? Is that? <laughs> my honestly, my my comment to all of my fellow Cowboys fans is, and I've been was saying this after the Tampa Bay game. Dallas is going to win games. It, it's going to be ugly because we're missing our, our big guns, you know, and, and and whatnot. Our offensive line's a mess. But until they get healthy. They have enough to win some really drag down, beat down games. Mm-hmm. They won ugly against Cincinnati, and, and and I think they'll win ugly today. But they'll win. We're not going to be bragging about, oh hey, you know we won by field goal, but but you you stack those wins on top of another, and that's pretty much what FC Dallas did. FC Dallas stacked one zero wins on top of each other, and and you know zero zero or one one draws on the road. And next thing you know, boom, we're in the playoffs. We were like, man, we were really that good? Yeah, they, they stacked wins. They did what mm-hmm. they had to do to win. They did what they had to do to get draws. And and honestly, uh, I haven't had a chance to read it, but I saw an article, I think, from uh, maybe it was Dallas Nation. I, I could be – no, D Magazine, where they're saying, uh, honestly, if you're, if you're one of the other playoff teams, Dallas is not one of the teams you want to have to run across because you either play them at home where they're tough to beat or they've already proven that they're can they can win on the road something that Dallas wasn't known for right but this season right. they are so they are a dangerous opponent for anybody and and you know that's that's a step forward I think mm-hmm. well if there's one thing we didn't talk about was that uh, you know Dallas had a friendly uh, on Saturday against <laughs> Tigris and uh, didn't even watch it. Jose or I, both Jose and I did not watch it. <laughs> so. nah, it. It was what it was. I, you know, it was just basically yeah. get hedges, get Kinion, get all these guys that, that, that are rusty or coming back from injury that needed minutes, give them minutes. And, and honestly, no one's disappointed with the result. I know I'm not, I am not, none of us are surprised by it, but I'm one of these people that, that say, Hey, you know, I'm, glad the team did it because you know as long as you come out of there out of it without any injuries 
it's good for the team. It's good for the team to 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 get those get out there against an opponent and a live opponent. And even though it's a friendly, you know, mm-hmm. sure there's some pride at stake, and 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 just get them comfortable with being out there 60, 70 minutes, because uh, that's basically it's confidence, you know, for from a player coming back from injury. There's always in the back of your head, you know, that can I can I make it? Can I go? You know, will my will my legs or will my stamina hold up? So I think it's good. I'm I'm happy they did it. I I didn't watch it, but I kind of knew how that was going to go, especially when you looked at the lineup. Well, let's let's leave the show there. Uh, some good action this weekend as FC Dallas travels to Colorado. Should be a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to see Camungo get some more minutes. He's played up there before. He's played in Colorado, so I don't think it'll be overwhelming for him. But the team may could, need him. There may not be many other options. You know, could be a very interesting lineup. Um, yep. Yep. definitely, like I said, it, it, it's, uh, I don't know. It, it, I think we're all going to be nervous about it. Once we see the lineup, we'll be like, what? But at the same time, I, I hope the team's proven that they, they can get results on the road. So I'll be happy with any result on the road. And I, I would not be shocked if they walk out of there with a draw. Well, well, we'll leave it there. Thanks everybody for joining us. We'll of course upload the audio to wherever you find podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a comment and, Help us grow the show. Thanks, Jose. All right. Thanks, Nate. Good night, everybody.